It is indeed Cook and Joe, Bob Pompiani to my right, our friend Nelly to my left through the glass. It's off the top, and without further ado, I'm sure you've heard uh, over the weekend on The Fan a very special announcement right off the top here at 10 a.m., and for that, I hand to my colleague, Mr. Ron Cook. Right, right off the top, huh? Right off the top. We're not even going to get into the show a little bit. No, no salutations, no nothing. This is the show. Oh, man. Well, I've, I've been looking forward to this week for a long time, but I've also been dreading it uh, for a long time. Um, this is going to be my last week on the fan. Um, my last show will be Thursday. My final column will appear in the Post-Gazette on Sunday, and by the time it comes out, I'll be three-quarters of the way to Florida, where I have a place in Fort Myers, and plan on watching the Super Bowl in Fort Myers, and getting up Monday morning for the first time in 40-some years, not have to talk about it or write about it. It's just time, Joe. It's time. Um, I I dread it because I'm leaving so much behind, but I'm looking forward to it because i got so much ahead. And that's, that's the big announcement, I guess. Big... Not for me, but it just, it tears my heart out, but I'm looking forward to it. There it is. The end of an era, really. I mean, Ron, you've been a staple here for years and years and years and years. 14 years in this time slot. Well, that chair and your photo in the newspaper and people have woken up to you in one form or another literally for decades. They agree with Cursing, you. Cursing maybe, but that's okay. They agree with you. They don't agree with you. Either way, you've had, I think, a profound effect on people's lives around here for decades, and I think you're probably going to hear some of that today. Well, that's very kind of you to say, Joe. Um, I, I just appreciate people listening. And I appreciate them reading, even if they don't agree. But it's been a blast with you guys, and we got four more shows, so let's we can do it. Ron always talks about QTL, quality time yeah, left. Yeah, I should you know? tell that story. And that's a, that's a yes, story that needs to be told because it's a true, and it's it's this tug of war that we all go through about when you're really into your career and you love what you do and you love the people you meet, but right. also there's time. It, it's time. You know, I was uh, I was in Florida with my daughter, Marco Island, reading uh, Dave Hyde's book about Jimmy Johnson, Swagger. And in it, it's it's Jimmy Johnson's life story. He talks about chasing his dream and winning two Super Bowls with Dallas. Meanwhile, he ends up getting a divorce. I think both of his kids were involved with drugs. He was, he was chasing his dream, ignoring his family. And he has the falling out with Jerry Jones. He leaves the Cowboys and goes to the Miami Dolphins. And Wayne Huizenga, the owner of the Dolphins, called him in and said, uh, Jimmy, I appreciate you working around the clock, but you need to start thinking of QTL. And Jimmy goes, what the hell is QTL? He goes, quality time left. And that kind of slapped me in the face. I mean, I was, I've was i been planning this for over a year. I bought my – that was in January. I bought my place in May. And it's easy for Wayne Huizenga to say that. He's a billionaire, okay? I'm not. But he died at 80 of cancer. I mean, so it doesn't matter how much money you have. I'm hoping I have some QTL. Some quality time left. Well, you deserve it. After all these years of doing this and uh, opening up people's minds to different opinions, different ways of thinking. So, thank you. I, I also know you're a Jim Leland disciple, which means you're going to cry at some point. <laughs> and if you haven't started at already, some point, I, not, I may do not, the same. Not today, <laughs> but probably on Thursday, the last show, I will. I think it may already be happening a little bit. You told me, Ron, when you informed me of this a little while back, 
that Florida was kind of a dream of yours for right. decades going way back. Yes? I mean, I covered spring training as a high school senior for the Beaver Falls News Tribune, went to Bradenton, and fell in love with that whole area, the Gulf Coast. And now I got a place in Fort Myers. My plan, I've been meticulous with my plan here. Thursday's my last show, Sunday's my last column. Uh, Bob knows I have an eye doctor appointment in Swickley with uh, Terry Verstraten. He's tremendous. One of the best. The best at what he does. I'm going to pack early. My daughter's coming home tomorrow. She's going to drive down with me. We're leaving real early Saturday morning and be down there for the kickoff. I, I'd be on, Southwest Florida is the only place I want to live. Always has been. Are Bob and I Never, invited down? Sure. You'll want to play golf if I can get you of, on, Of right? course. And yes. you, have, you have no excuse but to drive the cart. And be with us. <laughs> I have, I There's hate, no deadline I have anymore. Never, You're done with ever, deadlines. I have never, ever had any plans to live anywhere else. I am just never thought I could do it, but I'm doing it. How far away is the beach? About 15 minutes. Uh, that's a sad story, a little bit. I'm 15 from Sanibel and 15 from Fort Myers Beach, and both got devastated by that hurricane. Sanibel used to be, you know, one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. Now it looks like Beirut. I mean, it's just the hurricane just killed stuff down there. So, but I'm going to get there occasionally. I, I, I love my condo. I have a beautiful lake that I overlook, uh, walking track around it. I'm going to be sitting there drinking my beer, reading my book, <laughs> and thinking about arguing with you. <laughs> and going for walks, right? Oh, and, around and, your and, little and, lake and, out there? Uh, my whole Pond? Neighbor. What is it? My whole neighbor. It's a big lake. You Any know. alligators? I think there are alligators and snakes in there. I plan to avoid yeah, those. Yeah, well, you go at 5 a.m. when it's dark. Forget about well, that. Go I when plan, it's light. I plan on avoiding the alligators what, and what snakes. Was, what was the – Yeah, obviously, when you make a decision like this, there's a lot that you're going to be leaving behind. Oh, of course. What is the the thing that you may just miss the most as time oh, goes the on? the people. It? The people. I mean, you guys. I mean, everybody – I mean, I work with it. Ray Fittipaldo, Jerry Dulac, guys like that. Um Nicole Baker, who I've become very close to, going to miss her. Um, just everybody. I mean, it, it's that that's the hard part. That is absolutely the hard part. But I know my landlord, uh, Chris Wappler, is one of my best friends. He has a place in Cape Coral about 15 minutes from me. So I'll have him and his wife, Karen, Mark Davis. I mean, I, I just there's so many people I'm going to miss. That's the hardest part. I won't miss, I'll tell you, Joke knows this. Laying in bed at night thinking, what am I going to write tomorrow? <laughs> oh. I've been doing that for 40 years. Yeah. It's nice well, to you'll, you'll not have to worry about You'll see the stress come it. off of your shoulders. <laughs> you won't be able to think about anything but enjoying your I told Joe, and, uh, uh, Bill Livingston is a friend of mine from Cleveland. He always said the, the best feeling as a sports columnist is finishing a column and knowing you have a topic the next day. That's true. Yeah. The announcement came. Just minutes ago, Ron Cook. How should we phrase this, Ron? Hanging up the cleats here? Uh, yeah, let's use a couple cliches. Tapping out <laughs> or, or how about this one? Riding into the sunset. Riding literally, in, literally. Literally yes. riding into the sunset. How many years did you write and how many years with your combined radio shows were you on the air in Pittsburgh? Well, I did a Saturday afternoon talk show on old KDKA from 93 to 2002. And I loved it. They loved me, but they had to lay me off because 9-11, you know, they were looking to cut. They were paying me a lot of money, much more than SPAC pays me now <laughs> back then. Um, Michael SPAC they, is here yeah, in person my, listening boss, to this. <laughs> um, they had to lay me off in 2002, Michael Young. And then in 2009, December, he goes, I don't know if you'll take my call, but we're starting a new sports talk show. Would you be interested? So the same guy that laid me off 
brought me on in 2010. We're coming up to the 14-year anniversary. Uh, February 15th will be 14 years. Yes. And how about your first column? In what oh, in what form was it? What paper? Well, I mean, I, I started at the Beaver County Times and got hired at the Pittsburgh Press in 80, uh, 83 um, and left there to go to the Post-Gazette in 89 and wrote my first column there in 90. So I've been writing a column for 34 years, 34 plus years. My God. So. Hey, it makes it old. An average of what, four, four a week? Four a week, yeah. Bob, can people, you figure people that have out no very quickly? I, no, I'm not good at math, but people have no idea how much stress that is. <laughs> well, Seriously, because the there are times when right. you go through dead periods and you have to come up with I mean, ideas not, it's, that are— It's not hard in football season as much, but right. I mean, how about July around here Ugh. when the Pirates stink and there's nothing going on? It's hard. It's hard. No, it is hard, and, and you got to do it. And it's it's so Come this on, is coming up with the ideas is the hard part. One uh, one of friends of mine who had a very similar lifestyle to you, which was a lot of uh, work on deadlines, retired about three years ago, and said the tug of war was tough for him. But once he got through it, he said he determined his sleep was better, <laughs> his overall hey, life was much better for him and his family. You so know, that's I heard, what you're looking I forward to. I heard from to. Tom McMillan this morning. Our uh, my former colleague at the Post-Gazette, now he became a Penguins big shot, and now he's retired. And he said, no more deadline pacing for you. I'm known as pacer. Oh, yes. That's, that's what a lot of people in the media will identify you with, is the pacing. Even yeah, at the end of the games, hallways. right here in the I hallway. the Civic Arena, there wasn't much Even room if in that I back press box, and he was going back and forth like nobody's business. <laughs> they changed the Even carpet. if I had... <laughs> Joe, if I had 20 minutes, I'd have to pace for five to gather the thoughts. Yes. Whatever works. I know I look like an idiot, but I figure it beats smoking. No, and you hate those late deadlines, don't you? Some people got to smoke. I got to pace. You hate those late deadlines. You always used to complain when you saw a game oh, flexed to night games, and you're like, oh, my God. You don't I even get to, watch, you don't get to watch the game. And then I go home the next day, and my friends say, what do you think of that play? And I go, what play? I didn't see it. Right. You're at the game. Right. I'm there like this. Well, Assuming you had about two weeks off per year over 34 years at four columns a week, <laughs> you wrote 7,072 columns. Yeah, 7,000 sounds about right. That's sounds amazing. Sounds about right. That is unbelievable. Got one more. Got one more. It'll be in next Sunday's, in Sunday's paper. Is it going to be a farewell type yeah, column? Yeah, it is. It is. I debated whether to do that or not, and some people I'm close to talked me into it. Well, Ron, we have a little treat for you right off the uh -oh. top. <laughs> a little treat on the Nemecolon fan hotline. I should say the Sullivan uh, This better not Super be Caboli, is it? It's, it's not, the it's Sullivan not. Super Service fan hotline. It better not be Caboli. Uh, not yet, no. But this is another man who announced a recent retirement and is now, I'm assuming, living very happily and would like to check in with you, Ron, and okay. that is the legendary Doc Emmerich. Doc, oh. how are you? <laughs> I, I'm good, but this is about Ron. So where were you the night that Cueto dropped the ball in the 19, in the 2013 play-in at PNC? You know where I was at, Doc. I was at PNC <laughs> Park. Same seat? It is the, um, and I think Joe might agree, it's it's the best event I've ever covered and ever been Probably at. Probably the I loudest, do. right? Right. Loudest, for sure. I mean, I did all, all five Stanley Cups, Doc. Um, every one they won, I was there. But that night with Cueto... It just was a perfect storm because it was, uh, you know, so long in the making, right? 20 years of losing. Wow. 
<laughs> I, I talked, I, I know I mentioned it on one of the shows with you. I talked with a lot of the penguins after that. And Paul Martin um, said that that, he said, I've been in all kinds of playoffs myself. And I've attended a lot of events, and he said that's the loudest I heard any crowd anywhere, anytime. It was perfect, Doc. I don't know that I'll live long enough to see it again. Any of us will. Let's hope so. (laughs) Let's hope so. Let's hope that Cruz doesn't slide into home errantly again. Yeah. You know, Doc, when I first started in this business, I was on the Pirates team plane coming back from Baltimore in 1979. I was working for the Beaver County Times. And never in my wildest imagination did I think they'd never be to another World Series. And they may not. Are you going to stand up on the table and sing We Are Family before you sign off? (laughs) Oh, I heard that song many times, Doc. How are you doing? How's retirement treating you? No, 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 no. I'm doing fine. Everything is wonderful. I, I thoroughly advocate retirement. And you're still healthy, I assume? I'm hoping. Good. Hoping to get through today. Worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, I've got three questions for you. Okay. Uh, Can you pull out your favorite Bill Cowher story? Oh, man. I wasn't expecting Bill Cowher. Do you have a favorite Bill Cowher story? He was was there 15 years, and I know that puts the pressure on, but undoubtedly you had some dealings with that guy. I mean, you talk about definitive personalities. Pittsburgh has certainly had a bunch of them, especially guys pacing the sidelines or benches or or in dugouts over the year. I was just curious if you had any. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I remember what everybody else does when he went, went across the field and shoved the photo into the referee's jersey. Um, that was so cower, so much like him. That's probably my greatest memory. I didn't do too many one-on-ones with him. Um but I, when I did, he was always fine. I mean, we had our battles, but I think he understood what I was doing, what I had a job what about to do. G- what about Jim Leland? Well, I got a million stories there. I mean, <laughs> well, then uh, we—I've uh, got time if you do. <laughs> I uh, there's just so many of them. Um, I, I I covered his last game at Three Rivers. I actually went to his house for breakfast rode into the stadium with him, spent the whole last day with him when he, his last Pirates manager, uh, the day he was the manager. There's just so many um, with him. Just, Tell us the famous one, Ron. You being it. What, what oh, did his ball oh. cap say? The, heads, the, the, the heads, blow up heads. heads. That was heads. The Barry what did Bond that mean? What did, I don't know. I, I, Doc, I was five, ten feet away from his blow up with Barry Bonds. That would have been Spring of, spring of 1991. He's in all the photos with a cap, a ball cap that says heads. Heads. And he doesn't know what it meant. So uh, if you if you Google it on YouTube, you'll see it. And, and Leland, he, Leland just bouncing back and forth, cursing him out. And then at the end of the video, Leland is sitting at his desk at spring training. And Ahmed is like left elbow wearing a white hat with the word heads in capital <laughs> letters. And I don't know what it means, but I, I was a much younger man back then. I can tell you that. <laughs> that I've been well, Leland. I've watched. I've watched it several times. I'll tell you that. I I'm so happy that he's going into the Hall of Me Fame. Too. Not only not only as a pirate fan, but as an admirer of somebody who probably would today take analytics and toss it in the trash can, and of someone who just managed and lived the game every day. There's so many stories I've heard. I've never met the man before. 
But uh, there's so many stories I've heard about him uh, getting his nap in the afternoon on the couch in the in the uh, manager's office and mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, the Marlboro Man and all of that. But I'm just so glad that you had a chance to spend the last day of his time in Pittsburgh. Well, I got, a, I, got one more Leland, glorious time. I got one more Leland story that you can appreciate. Um, it was, remember when the Penguins went to the Stanley Cup the first time, 2008, right? They lost in Detroit. Um, the night before game one, uh, Gene Collier and I went to a Tigers game and afterwards went to see Leland. And we were there till 3 o'clock in the morning. He, he had pizza, beer. He didn't want <laughs> us to leave. He wanted us to stay and just telling the greatest stories of all time. That I'll bet crazy. he was. I'll bet he was. I, I just uh, i am so happy he's going to the Hall of Fame. I wonder if they're going to put an ashtray at the podium. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have his Marlboros. I know that. <laughs> they may him. need a box of Kleenex, too. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. The good thing about him is he cares. He does. Uh, Mike Sullivan. Yep. Uh, I've just I've gotten to know Mike pretty well um, over the years. I've done a lot of one-on-ones with him. I have great respect for him. Um, I, we, he hasn't had a lot of success lately, Doc. If they don't make the playoffs well, this year, they won't have a playoff win in uh, in six years. But I think yeah. he's terrific at what he does. Um, and I've always enjoyed dealing with him a lot. Great longevity. I mean, you think to December of 15 and all of a sudden, right after a half season, here's one cup and after another, here comes another. And that's that's a pretty impressive start. But I understand you're only judged by what you've done lately. And the Penguins have made some moves, but uh, gosh, it's 24 already. And if you stay with one team for a long, for that long a time, right. You've done a lot of good things, but it's uh, it's it's rare in hockey to stay anywhere that long. I remember Mike Babcock stayed for ten years in Detroit, and that was incredible that, to stay in one place that long. But I, I I've always had great admiration for Mike. Well, you uh, you know what else, Doc? How lucky we've been. I mean, I've covered uh, Lemieux, Yager, Sid, all those Hall of Famers. And one thing I'm going to miss is next Sunday. Uh, two Sundays, uh, the week after Super Bowl Sunday, when they retire Yager's jersey. I'll, I'll miss that. I wish I was going to be there for that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the the city has been spoiled by a lot of, but I, I think, I, you know, you say spoiled when people don't appreciate it. I think Pittsburgh fans appreciate what they have. I mean, you think of, of great pirates like the ones you rode back on on the plane in 1979. Right. I mean, that was, that was fantastic. I remember I got a chance, uh, this is not about being, but it's about that year. I got a chance to finally, cause I was going to grad school at the time. Uh, I got a chance to, uh, no, I wasn't. I was, I was with a team in Maine. We were probably off playing somewhere and I missed that game in Baltimore. And I remember texting because I've gotten to know him so well, Kent Tocobi and asking what, what was the pitch? that he threw Eddie Murray. And within 10 seconds, it came back one word slider. Um, But obviously it stayed in the park and uh, there was no one quite like Deke. Now that that was a great collection of guys. And obviously Chuck Tanner, uh, very high on my list of all time people. Um, You know, a lot of people thought he was so optimistic and upbeat that they thought he was a phony, but he wasn't a phony at all, doc. I mean, he was the real thing. The real thing, maybe the most uh, optimistic, 
positive person I've ever met. And from his playing career, I mean, he spent a lot of time with the Cubs when they and the Pirates were at the bottom all the time in the 1950s. And yet, a lot of times, those are the guys that make such great managers, aren't they? Yep. It's not the stars because they. a lot of times the game comes so easy to them that they can't appreciate. Um, I think he had a home run in his first at bat, though, Doc, if I'm not mistaken. Not many guys do that. First at bat. I've I've dreamt of it a number of times. <laughs> I I also dreamt of carrying a 4.0 through college, but that never came close. Doc, we really appreciate yeah, you, you no taking idea, the time Doc. here today. I have no idea, Joe, what you have in mind for the rest of the day, but <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be fun. I congratulate you, Ron, and uh, it is it is a difficult decision to make, as it was for me. But I swear by what has happened since, it has all been good. I enjoy watching games, and I enjoy listening to other people work, like the ones that you have there in Pittsburgh. And um, no regrets, not one. Well, that's encouraging, Doc. Thank you for taking the time, and I'll be in touch, I promise. All is well in your world, I hope. Take care. The great Doc Emmerich. The great Doc Emmerich. Amazing. How about that, Ron? One of your favorites. Pretty hard to top that one, Joe. But we're going to try. <laughs> but we're going to try. Oh, boy. You can uh, call in. Ron Cook, that was the announcement here right off the top of the show, is riding into the sunset quite literally. He had this planned. Nobody knew about it. Very few people, Ron. What? Three people may have known about this for the past year? Uh, a, f- a few people. A few you, really your daughter, friends. and a couple of others? A couple of others, that's all. You kept it under wraps I, unbelievably I, I, I well. I tried to. Um, In a business I, where people like the savvy old news sound are sniffing around for everything. I just, uh, I, I, I just want to ride quietly into the sunset. But it's true for Ron that everything is meticulously planned out because yes. he's one of the few people I know who still controls this day-to-day diary stuff that you write everything down. Not only right, not only meticulously right planned here, out, right in here, but yeah. recorded. He, I could ask him, Ron, what did you do on September 7th, 2004? He can go look, I can, look. and tell I can me. Tell you. I can How tell far you. back does that thing go? Oh man, 30 years, 30 years maybe. Wow. Long time. Never missed a to, day? Uh no. No. I, I mean, sometimes no. I'd miss a day and then catch up, yeah. but never, never, never. I wish I would have done that. That's a very good habit to get in. Yeah. And I mean, even though, I, oh, I, yeah. I, even though, you know, I'm not going to have stuff. I have stuff that I covered. I'm not going to have that anymore, but I'm still planning on keeping it every day. Smack says write a book, and I wholeheartedly agree. Well, uh, I'll give that some consideration. I've, I've had people tell me that, but I've been doing a radio show for 14 years, and I mean, there haven't been a lot of time to do books. I know. You know? But now you have it. You know what the title would be, Bob? (laughs) The Cookbook. (laughs) You like that? That would be unbelievable, Ron. You like that horse? You like that horse? horse? Do you like that? The Cookbook. That's perfect. (laughs) In that time, we take a quick break. (laughs) 